Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Listen, Learn and Burn podcast, hosted by Phil Williams and Jen Kay, co-owners of Lift, Learn and Burn, the online coaching service created to transform the body and minds of females. Getting out and getting steps in can sometimes feel like you're walking for the sake of walking, which is why we're on a mission to make your walks a little bit more fun. So get off the couch, throw your headphones in and get those feet moving. Oh, and if you're in England, it's probably best you take a coat because it's more than likely chucking it down. Every week, we'll be going in-depth into a specific topic related to female weight loss. We know how overwhelming and overcomplicated weight loss can be, so we make sure to cut out all the big fancy words and bring you the information that you need to know. And if you're not sure how to start your journey, then head over to our website now to get your hands on our free fat loss guide. Guess who's back, 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 back again, again, again. Phil is back, Phil is back, Phil is back. He brought Jan. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and come back next week for more songs I feel like that literally was the worst start to a podcast that anyone's ever heard and you're all welcome <laughs> bringing you the terrible songs from day one to be fair I think I did pretty well then thank you I've, I've, I've thank got you. quite a good voice well, I don't know who you're thanking but I think I've got quite a good voice <laughs> like, you're welcome you didn't, you didn't give me a problem at all then did you I didn't then, no, no, for once. Anyway. So, we're not chatting about Eminem this week, are we? No, we're not. Oh, Eminem's hard. Love an Eminem. Would you? Yeah. Not a big fan. Oh, but that crispy bear, though. That's a different ballgame, though. <laughs> yeah, no. That's another level. That's where I'm mm. at with Eminem's. The Yeah, since they brought out them chocolate bars, it's just not right. They shouldn't no. they shouldn't allow them. It should be illegal. They're dangerous. Mm. Actual, don't buy them. The Eminem's blue bars, crispy bars, or oh, there's just no stopping you. No, it's physically impossible. There's no amount of mindful eating strategies that can overcome something like that. <laughs> I know, it's really good. Anyway, what we're talking about today, Phil, we're talking about, I'll answer my own question. That's good, yeah. Periods. With a Z. With a Zeriods? <laughs> oh, at the end. Oh, right. Periods. <clears throat> I like how you've put in the title. No, not the title, the notes. We all have them. And then ladies in brackets next to it. Well, you told me when you read the note. Oh, hello. What's that? That's telling you need to go to the gym. Oh, <laughs> it's cool. Ironic, because they're not open. <laughs> um, well, that's because you told me when I put we all have them mm. that you don't have them. That's true. So I had to get more specific. Thank you for that. I don't know what you say brackets on a podcast, though. Open bracket, ladies, close bracket. <laughs> ladies. Oh, wait, they can't see me. Can't see the fact that Jen's got fake brackets around her head. Well, she was doing that. Ladies. You can see it on the camera up there. Let's tell you what I'll do. Ladies. I just said it at the camera, so now I, what I'll do is I'll crop that bit out, and on the day of the podcast, that's what I'm going to put on my story. That's good, yeah. So everyone can see what I was doing. That's fantastic. Ladies in brackets. Always anyway, thinking. we're talking about periods. Mm. Because I feel like it's one that we've been chatting about quite a lot in um, LMB with clients at the moment. I feel like the the period chat has been rife in the WhatsApp, hasn't <laughs> been it? rife. <laughs> it's rife it has been. And the general consensus was... <laughs> Like, we don't know enough about them, and that that's not our fault. Like, it really isn't our fault. Like, we were never taught this stuff when we were growing up. Like, school doesn't teach you enough about periods. Like, I didn't know anything. Like, for a very long time, you knew a lot more about periods than me, didn't you? I didn't have much choice today. I was spoken about this, haven't we? Well, like, I had to research it. Like, especially when I first started as a PT, my clients were all female. I needed to know about it. 
and they didn't because they'd never been taught it. But as a female, you're not going to, well, 99% of you aren't going to go out your way to find out about your period because it's going to happen regardless of whether you know about yeah, it or not. Yeah, you just kind of don't tune into it or like learn about it because you just think, oh, it's just my period. Yeah, I think it's, it's mainly that lack of option, isn't it? Like it's going to happen. So it's like, well, why do I need to know more than the fact that it's going to happen? Whereas mm. like, as a PT, I had no choice. So that's probably why I knew more. But obviously, it's been beneficial. Yeah, so I think this is a very big topic, isn't it? And mm-hmm. I think we could probably spend a good few hours talking about oh, this one. Oh, easily. Um, but we're trying to keep it kind of quite concise today mm-hmm. in terms of like hormonal changes, what's what kind of goes on specifically in terms of that, and then like some practical takeaway strategies that can help you manage because I think the tricky part is that kind of week around or just before your period is the bit yeah we did speak about this didn't we because we could speak about every single week of the cycle and every single day Mm -hmm. of the cycle and it's important to mention that every different stage of your cycle will impact your weight loss journey like every single part will but like Jen said we'd be on this podcast for like 10 hours if we did that yeah I think we did a whole uh, we did a one of our masterminds didn't we recently yeah. and we were literally talking at 20 million miles an hour and it, we still just managed to squeeze it in an hour didn't yeah. we but like there's just so much to learn and understand about your periods and how it affects you and particularly if you're someone who finds they have quite intense changes across the period and or mm-hmm. some people find it doesn't particularly affect them at all whereas other people like myself um almost become like two different people throughout the two different halves of the cycle to the mm-hmm. point where um i'm currently like looking into the possibility that i've got pmdd mm-hmm. um which if you don't know is it's classed as like a mental health problem um, but it's basically like severe PMS where like I say you do it's almost like you feel like two weeks of your period you're like a completely different person to the second two weeks mm-hmm. um, but then like I say on the other end of the spectrum you've got people who period comes and goes and doesn't really affect them it doesn't have an impact at all yeah but I think again it's fair to say that it probably does but it's just not as much doesn't mm-hmm. really, the, the hormonal changes probably aren't as big so yeah yeah, I think that's the thing. I think one of the things... Easily in, manageable. Yeah, easily mm. manageable. Like the, the thing with like PMDD, which is the other end of the spectrum, is that it's like a sensitivity to the hormonal changes that go on through your mm-hmm. period. Um, but yeah, I could talk about that one all day. Yeah, let's dive <laughs> straight in then. So the week before, or in fact, no, let's not be overly specific. In the lead up to you coming on to your period, there are so many different hormonal changes some of them massively relevant, some of them not, some of them that you need to know, some of them that you don't need to know about. We're going to cover the three main ones in this podcast, aren't we, to begin mm-hmm. with. So what's important to know is obviously the things that are going to impact things like food choices, appetite, cravings, and your general energy levels and how you feel. Because ten- that tends to be the reason that we struggle with weight loss because we're hungry and because we can't be bothered moving anywhere. Mm-hmm. So in that point when you are leading up to your period the three we're going to cover are leptin ghrelin and serotonin now leptin is the hormone that decreases your appetite stops you feeling hungry and you have less of that that decreases in the lead up ghrelin is the hormone that increases your appetite so basically makes you feel hungry and that increases in the lead up to it so what you've got to remember is as you're approaching your period you've got a hormone that makes you feel full and you've got less of that and you've got a hormone that makes you feel hungry, and you've got more of that. Literally fighting a losing battle. Yeah, is it any wonder <laughs> you want more food? Like, it makes sense. And then on top of that, 
because I mentioned serotonin, the create which basically the simplified version created by carbohydrates and sugars. It's the hormone also known as like the happy hormone. It basically makes you feel feel good, happy. Makes you yeah, feel positive. Happy, I yeah. like calling it the happy hormone. Yeah, it makes you feel good. Um, well, this decreases, which means your body goes, "Well, I'm not as happy now." But tell you what, if I get some more carbs in me, <laughs> that can create serotonin, and then I'll feel happy again because your body likes that homeostasis. Yeah, your body likes being at a level. It doesn't want to keep going up and down. So it's like, right, get some sugar, get some carbs in. I'll feel happier. There'll be more serotonin, and I'll feel great. So basically what we're saying is in the lead up to your period, you feel less full, more hungry, sadder and crave carbs. Oh, that's so sad. I hear that. I'm in that situation right now. Yeah. Hence why I've just stood at Phil's birthday cake and eating ice in people whilst waiting for my dinner to cook. Yeah. <laughs> just purely because it was in front of me. <laughs> yeah, it's normal. Yeah, and I wanted sugar so bad. You like, will do. So bad. You just... Yeah. It's not something you've It's It's not, it's done, not like. something we've done or something... There is things we can do to help it, which Absolutely. we'll talk about in a minute. But it's knowing that it's not like you failing at anything or like it's nothing you've changed. Because I think a lot of people kind of come into the um, lead up to the period. And also there's you do burn a couple of like one to 200 more calories mm-hmm. as you're coming into your period as well. So... And then these hormonal changes on top of that. And and people are like, well, I was fine last week eating this amount of food. And now absolutely starving all the time. And it's knowing that, well, actually, you've got a couple of extra hundred calories because your body's trying to do more. And also, you've got all these hormonal changes that are making you feel hungry and not notice that you're full. Um, so it's pretty tricky time to navigate for a lot of people. And it's important to honestly, even if you don't take anything else from this podcast, just keep remembering the same sentence that Jen's just mentioned. It's not your fault. No, it's literally not, not your fault. It's hormonal changes within your body. That is not something you've failed with. You've not done anything wrong. There are ways, yes, we can make it easier, but it's still not your fault regardless of what exactly. happens. Even if we use all of these strategies, it still doesn't go to plan. It's still not your fault. No. So what can we do? So there's a few kind of quick and easy takeaways. I think mm. the biggest one is if you're not already tracking your period in some way or another, then you need to be tracking your period. Um, Particularly if you're someone who... Um, well, anyone everyone. needs to be doing it. I don't know why I'm saying particularly. Everyone needs to be doing it. Um, really good app. Um, one of the best ones out there is Clue. Um, so download that and start tracking and just knowing when your periods come in. Because I think a lot of the time, there's a lot of people who actually have irregular periods and don't actually know um, because they don't track the period and they just expect that that's normal. So... Tracking your period, noticing patterns, knowing when it's coming, um, and then using um, your phone to notify you the week before. I actually think that Clue does notify you the week before anyway, but I used to have an alarm, didn't I, on my phone that went off saying, uh, prepare for emotions the week before. Uh, I do it very different now because, like I say, I've learned a lot about my periods and my hormones, and for me, it really affects me, so I actually track my mood daily. Um, which is what we did that whole mastermind on that we spent an hour going through. So like I said, we can't cover all of that in a podcast. But um, I am so in tune with my mood now that I know what's going on, so I don't need that alarm. But if you're just starting out tracking, it's a really good, useful tool, tool to have that reminder in there to say like, oh, it's coming, mm-hmm. whatever you want to put in there. Um, I think another one is making things a little bit easy for yourself, just going a little bit, being a bit kinder to yourself, isn't it? 100%. Um, 
I've got some clients who really particularly struggle with um, like feeling the need to have more food and actually what they find is if they don't allow themselves to have a little bit of extra food they end up binging mm-hmm. around the period sorry binging is the wrong word to use overeating mm-hmm. uh, around the period um, because they're trying to stop themselves from eating those extra calories when actually long term just bringing your calories up to maintenance for a week will probably have a much better effect because if you burn an extra few hundred calories and you bump yourself up to maintenance, you're actually still in a small deficit. Mm-hmm. Win-win. Um, More food, still in a deficit. What exactly. time? What a time to be alive. Yeah, so it's about So being, you can use your period to your benefit. You can use your period to your benefit. Mm-hmm. And I think um, another one is actually, I'll not go into it too much, but actually eating a balanced diet and having a balanced meal that's got like particularly whole grain foods um that that's gonna really help you because your natural instinct is to kind of uh go for like high fat uh high carb mm-hmm. like you typically what you what people would consider as a uh, quotes here unhealthy food mm-hmm. um that's what you crave that's what you tend to want and actually managing your sugar levels if you have a really good balanced meal that's got proteins fats carbs in it that's going to help manage your sugar levels and keep a curb on those cravings more than actually going i know it's literally the last thing that you want and it's something that i find really difficult and i'm like saying it now and i know i don't do it myself enough do i i've spoke to you about this recently i think it's fair to say though like we're not saying instead of having that bar of dairy milk have some whole grain rice oh, no. like we know it isn't that simple but if you are already tracking or if you start tracking your period now you'll have a good idea of when these cravings are going to come in uh-huh. and how it's going to happen and it can be a good idea to just build that week around these foods and knowing that yes you're still going to have chocolate and you are still going to but you should be having chocolate anyway like you shouldn't be just introducing it in one week of your cycle yeah. like eating chocolate is absolutely fine you know you're probably going to find some comfort in it we all do and that's absolutely okay provided you've got comfort from other things as well but just know that like it can be made easier by building your days around the foods that jen's mentioning rather than seeing it as it's not a replacement like of course it's not but just allowing yeah so for example giving you a good example here like i know which days i could have those cravings Mm -hmm. so Phil, bless his little heart, planned the meals for us last month because I know that I'm really bad at decision making around that time. Though. So he planned it and I got there and I was like, I don't want this food. He planned like salmon on like my high days and I was like, this is like the worst thing. But like I was trying to be really nice about it. And I was like, I can't. That's not what my body wants right now. And then we had, early, later in the week, we had like a sausage casserole, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is the type of food I need around my period. Like, for for quite low calories, you can get an absolute shed ton of it and fill your belly because we put quite a bit of veg in it, don't we? Tons. It feels really stodgy and homey and comforting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually got a really good amount of protein in. It's got loads of veg in there. It's got a bit of carbs, a bit of fat, like put a bit of oil in as well. So like, it's actually a really balanced meal, but it's going to hit that craving that I get for like really stodgy, comforting food. So I said like, oh, tell you what, next time I'm due on, let's plan this meal in. Mm-hmm. Or like, 
Um, what's another one that I thought I can't remember off the top of my head now I'll probably remember midway through something else that someone says probably when I'm speaking probably no mm. doubt um, but yeah I think that there's re- there really is power in knowledge I, we say this a lot about a lot of things don't we but yeah I think knowledge is power provided you act on it like we now know that that sausage casserole is a great meal to have when Jen's due on but knowledge is only power if we then plan it in when she's due on Exactly. Pointless knowing it if we're not going to do anything about it. And honestly, I think a lot of that, and I don't mean this in a harsh way, but a lot of that is, they are basically the strategies around your cycle are knowing stuff, but acting on it Mm. and planning ahead. And I think a lot of the time it becomes quite difficult if you don't have the knowledge because it's like, well, and I don't just mean like in an intellectual way. I mean like about your own individual cycle. If you don't know what's going on, how can you expect a different you know, a change to happen when it's going to happen. You need to be aware of those things. And then once you know that and you've got that information and you've been tracking it for a period of time, pardon the pun, you can then act on that. And like I said... (laughs) I didn't click what you just said then. Did you not? Pardon the pun. You didn't get there for a period of time. It took me a few seconds. It always does. Um, And then you can then act on that by saying, right, well, I know that next week I'm going to be in, I don't know, day 21. And I know from that day onwards that's when I really start to crave X foods. So therefore I need to make sure I plan them in. And it's just, it doesn't need to be more complicated mm-hmm. than that. It really doesn't. But I think something that's worth mentioning is that for some people, it affects people a lot, doesn't it? Like a lot, yeah. a lot, a lot. Like yeah. very, very, very heavily. We're not just talking about having a few cravings here and there. And we're not just talking about, oh, I'm a bit tired today. Some people are literally struggling to get out of bed and all they can think about is like food, nothing else. Yeah. And it starts to really impact not just the body weight not just the way they see themselves in the mirror but impacts their professional life and impacts the things they do at work it has such a huge impact on all the things that they're doing on a day-to-day basis that it almost takes over the life but what you've got to remember is your hormones are pretty much in control of you you don't decide what your hormones do your hormones decide what you do so Mm -hmm. that makes sense it's just that for people that don't really get impacted by it they don't notice it as much so for those of you who potentially, you know, you're listening to this and thinking, oh, well, this is all well and good, Phil and Jen, but you don't realise how bad it gets for me, then I would then, if you're not already tracking your period, please, please, as soon as this podcast is done, go over to the App Store and download Clue. Start mm-hmm. straight away. Start from today. Uh, well, from when your period starts, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Get the app from today. And then from there, start doing what we've got a lot of clients doing and what Jen's doing. Track it alongside things like your mood. Your mood's a great one to track it alongside because you can then start working out how you're likely to feel in the future, which is an incredibly powerful bit of information to Yeah, have. I can literally pinpoint certain days, can't I know, that yeah. like on my cycle and I'm like, right, on this day I know that I'm going to feel like this and I can create a plan based on mm. that knowledge. But again, it's good just to be aware, but don't let it dictate what you do in the future. <sighs> let it make you aware of it but don't let it dictate what you do tomorrow. Now, there's an incredible book that both myself and Jen have read called Period Power. Um, and it basically makes all of this, I guess, simplified, but for the whole cycle. So yeah. it'll take quite a while to read because it's quite in depth. Um, no offense to the author, but when you get to the bit about nutrition, just skip it oh, all. Oh, yeah, no. Waste the time. <laughs> not the one. No offense. Um, anything about seeds like cycling, not a thing. Mm-hmm. Forget that. Um, But then there's a nice little bit at the end as well. So I think if you are somebody who wants to know a little bit more about this, by all means, DM me and Jen. But if you're like reading about it and you quite like having it there when you can just pick it up and have a read about the different sections and 
um, parts of the cycle, I think that's a great book to have. But I think the big takeaway from today is if you're not tracking your cycle, please start and then use it to your advantage. Use it to start tracking all other things alongside it, whether it's your mood, whether it's your sleep, whether it's how you react to stressful situations, because don't forget there's gonna be you know different times of the month. Don't line up with what you're doing at work. Mm-hmm. Someone at work might say to you, we've got a project coming up next week. We're gonna start this on Monday. Um, you don't have to be in it, but like, you know, do you wanna come on board? You might normally say, yeah, because you're feeling great. But if you already know that you're likely to be due on or coming on or during a period of time, pardon the pun again, where it's not a great time for you, stress-wise stress and sleep-wise and mood-wise, do you really want to be taking on a new project? Probably not. It's probably a good idea to say, do you know what, this isn't a good time for me. Um, so no, I don't want to be involved. And you'll thank yourself for that. Yeah, big time. You've decreased your workload knowing that your cycle isn't going to benefit you at that point. It's not going to link up well with you. And that's not to say that it's anything you've done wrong. If anything, what will happen is you'll turn down that project. You'll feel better for doing so. You'll have more energy. You'll make better decisions. And what it tends to do is you then have a better, more positive impact on your current professional life because you're spending time on the tasks you can do rather than adding to your task and workload just because when you was asked you felt good but now that you've started it you feel horrendous and you're tired and you don't want to do it so i think like i said track it but then track it alongside other things work out how it's impacting your life don't just sit there and say it is of course it it is to your advantage use it to your advantage and i think it is really important to say that like like reiterate what Phil said, if you are someone who struggles with this and knows that it affects your food decisions and your ability to motivate yourself to exercise and all kinds of things, then one, I have got severe PMS, so I can relate. And two, Phil's lived with someone who's got (laughs) severe PMS, so he can relate. Like he's extremely understanding and knowledgeable on this area purely because we've both gone through this journey of exploring my periods realistically haven't we i think it's fair to say as well like it's important you get your partner on board oh yeah and um irrelevant as to whether your partner is male or female please get your partner on board and when i say that i mean get them on board with your cycle so get them understanding what is likely to happen and you don't need to go as deep as me and jen do but you've got to remember we work together as well. It's mm-hmm. not like we're just passing ships, like we don't just see each other for an hour in an evening. We literally see each other 24-7. And I know now that we're in lockdown, there's probably plenty of couples seeing each other yeah. 24-7. And I am far from a relationship advisor, but I understand how much your period can impact your mood, your stress levels, how you feel on a day-to-day basis. And that's only then going to have an impact on a relationship, isn't it? If you feel incredibly stressed at everything, so much so that when your partner walks through the door, you want to throw a pan at their head because you're mm-hmm. due on. And I apologize for being lighthearted about that, but hope you understand that. Hopefully you understand where I'm coming from. <laughs> um, then it's potentially a good idea to have that conversation and say, look, do you know what this, you know, at, during these times, I'm going to feel a bit rubbish. Can you just help me out a little bit? Like, can you just potentially do the cooking tonight? And can you just make sure that this and that is done? Because I just honestly... You know, I, I physically can't do it. And I promise you that for the other two, three weeks of the month, I'm absolutely fine. But for this week, it will cause a lot less arguments and we'll have a much happier relationship if you just allow that little bit of flexibility where you potentially, or your partner just does that little bit more. And that's what we do, isn't it? I've got a full track yeah. of your month so that I know when Jenny's likely 
to want to throw a pan at my head. Yeah, and I think that's really important. And I, I can't think of any partner that if you said, right, this week I'm going to start snapping at you, so can you do X, Y, and Z? I feel like... Oh! Oh. Sorry, it just started playing the outro. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. Oh my goodness, someone sort us out. We're bad at podcasts, aren't we? Honestly, I do you think know what'll we be even need funnier? to hire someone. It'll be funnier if we put this out and it doesn't actually play it. Oh, yeah. We wouldn't know then, would we? Oh, well, anyway. Basically. Another yeah. fail. Week two failed podcast. What's this, episode 18? Yeah. Why aren't we good at it yet? I don't know. We were doing so well and now we've spogged it up like 18 episodes in. I thought by now we'd be decent. Anyway. People, I'll tell you what, hopefully... People like us by now, I hope. Fingers crossed you'll stick by Although, us. Although, if this is the first episode that you're listening, go back and listen to another one. It's better. Yeah. And, <laughs> yes. Although, to be fair... I it's feel much like, more professional in episode one. I was going to say, if you're looking for a professional episode, there isn't many, but there might be one or two somewhere dotted about. Yeah, I reckon episode one we're right on top form. We're probably a bit nervous though, and like a bit like, oh, hello, my name's Phil and my name's Jen, and we're going to talk to you about steps today. <laughs> I bet it was very um, bland. Right, I'm looking for the questions, which I've accidentally just clicked off, and now I can't find them. That's not good. Professional I again. again. Sorry, right, Jen, we've got all week. No, I genuinely can't find them. I don't know what to do. I'm panicking. Are they in deleted items? No, because I'm not looking properly now, because I just keep scrolling because I'm panicking, so I'm never going to find them if I do this, am I? No, um, no, you're definitely not going to find them if you do. I that. had some good ones as well. That's good. Podcast. I don't know how to fill time here. Fit. I can't believe I just clicked off it. I literally had them up and ready to go. Did you get it? Fill time. Like it's time fill with Phil. Fill the time. Keep filling the time. I have no idea where it is, and I've gone through all of my notes. Somebody send help. Why is speaking like a robot? I don't know. Is it helping you? Oh, it's gone right to the top. Who knew? Who knew? Looking right at the bottom. Right, okay, I've got this a question. This better be a good question now, because we've taken our... I was going to say readers, then. I reckon then. it's a good one. I say readers, we've not read a book. Are you ready? Should we write a book? Oh, shut up. Is that not the comment? We're not question? writing a book. Oh, I'm going to write a book. Right, Phil's writing a book on his own. Mm-hmm. Question. Very good one. Um, Did you just start singing Destiny... Is it Destiny's Child? Yeah. I can't help myself as soon as I say question. Sing it. I don't know the actual words. I just <laughs> Jen doesn't know the words to anything. Question! That's <laughs> basically what, what Jen just did. <laughs> tell me what you're something, something, something. Is that the question? Tell me what you think right. about me. Tell me what you think about me. I have no idea if it's right or not. Sounded good. That's what I've it. sang for all my life. But that doesn't mean it's right that, through my past history. That means it's wrong. Anyway, on the question. Spot. Go on. What would you do if you woke up and Jen was a spider? Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> First question. I don't know if there's any more details in this question. No, that's it. Are that's you, all you've got. Well, can you let me know, are you going to be the size of a spider or the size of you <laughs> and a spider? Because ah. I couldn't handle that second one. I think the size of me, but as a spider. Oh, I mean, eight of them limbs. Hard <laughs> enough with four. If you've never seen Jen in real life, like limbs are like, really, like eight foot arms. It's ridiculous. Eight foot legs. I do have eight foot legs. And she's only five foot summit. Eight. I don't know how she does it. Eight foot legs, but um, five foot eight. First thing I'd do is I'd get a cup, a piece of paper. <laughs> I'd let her crawl onto the piece of paper. <laughs> I'd put the cup on her head. <laughs> and I'd chuck her out of the bedroom window. <laughs> you need a really big piece of paper. That's very true, wouldn't I? Yeah. I've got anything I'm knocking about. I 
a really big cup, actually. Mm. I'm quite a big human. <laughs> As we said, my limbs are very long. Imagine eight of those. Do you know what? I literally, I think I'd pass out. <laughs> I would. Because I'm not, honestly, I'm not the biggest fan Imagine of spiders. Imagine my eyes. I've got really big eyes as well. Yeah. And like spiders have loads eyes, of eyes, they? don't they? It's a million, I think. No, it's not. It's a million eyes. No, it's not. Um, I'd pass out straight away. <laughs> I would. All I can picture is that scene in Harry Potter. Do you know where... Um, with the bogger and Ron pictures the spider with um, Aragog. Aragog. Aragog, sorry. Yeah, not that one. Which one then? The he, when it when it's the bogger and it comes oh, out of the bogger and, the and he puts the roller skates on it and that's it's just funny. going everywhere. That's, that's all I can picture in my head. I'm imagining that that's how big I would be. That's how you walk, but without roller skates, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. You can't get around much. It's a great question, by the way. Can you remember? Uh, Laura. Laura, Clearly. fantastic question, Laura. I like it. If I, so there's your answer. If I was to um, wake up next to Jen, I'd pass out, and then when I woke up again, you'd find a giant piece of paper yeah. and a giant cup. Chuck her out the window. I feel like you'd need a skip. <laughs> a skip. Oh, a skip. Right. I get Not like skipping down the street. Oh no, I thought you meant crisp. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was just gonna entice you uh, out the house with you skips. Know what? Right. I really hate prawn cocktail crisps. Like really hate them. But like I used to eat skips when I was little. I don't like skips. I don't anymore. They're, they're, they're a waste of crisp. Mm. It's basically cardboard. <gasps> Have you seen What's Pack? Salt and vinegar quavers. Is it Eminem? <laughs> Shady back. <laughs> <laughs> right. Salt and vinegar quavers are back. Salt Go find some. Quavers. Ooh, that sounds amazing. Oh, no, they're so good. I used to have them when I was little. Quavers are like the... The curly ones, the cheesy ones. Yeah. But salt and vinegar... Oh, they're literally sensational. I used to be obsessed with them when I went when I had my ham sandwiches for lunch at primary mm. school. Oh, I'd have salt and vinegar quavers. You sound terrible. And the flipper dipper penguin biscuits that I was showing you the other day. Flipper dipper. Flipper dipper. Sounds I hope, terrible. Please, please message me if you know what a flipper dipper, what flipper dippers were, and if you had them. You'll be getting no messages because you made it up. I didn't. I found thing. a picture and showed them to you. Yeah, that, I was the the they're all gone, but quavers, salt and quavers are back. Oh right. So if um if anybody can grab themselves a pack of salt and quavers, send them in. Yeah. And we'll send you the uh, cheese hamper that we still got in the fridge. I think it's going off now, that's be fair. <laughs> anyway, right, thanks very much for tuning in. Hope this helped and we'll see you all again next week. Bye. Bye. Before you go, make sure to hit the link in the podcast notes to update us on how many steps you've done on today's walk whilst listening to us two jabber on. Each week we'll update you on the total number of steps you fantastic listeners have done. And if you haven't already, please don't forget to like the podcast, rate the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and anything else you can do to the podcast that makes us all really great.